to Stock Talk Podcast, where topics are covered and questions are answered across all parts of the show stock industry. Get ready to learn and laugh with your hosts, Trevor Kirkpatrick and Corey Ann. Well, hello, folks. It's another week of Stock Talk, and we are in the heat of January already. I think it's the blown heat. by. Uh, 2020 honestly, is... It's honestly been a little warm, so the heat is yeah, correct. That's true. It's pretty mild so far. Can't complain about that, especially when you're uh, raising stock. I'm just hoping this isn't a precursor for like a very harsh February. Uh, you and me both, because, well, luckily, I think we'll be pretty wrapped up with lambing by the middle of February, so... That won't be so bad. That's true. That is true. Um, speaking of um, the heat, Walton Webcasting is turning things up quite a bit, folks. Um, mm-hmm. They are going to be all over the place. They're headed to Southeast Regional next weekend. Um, that is always one of my favorite shows to go to. It's one of the first ones. Um, and I will be there this year, actually. Got uh, family going that I'm going to help out and see some folks down there. So if you're headed to Perry, Georgia next weekend, Give me a shout. But before then, we've got a huge deal that we're doing this weekend on the Hill in Denver, Colorado. Huge, huge. We'll be in the bull display at Matt Lautner Cattle with a host of great show cattle producers in Mm -hmm. the industry. Doing a little roundtable discussion, 12 noon in the Matt Lautner bull display. Um, They're going to have six bulls there think uh and we're gonna have some of those breeders of those bulls who uh most of you if you're involved in the show cattle game and maybe even not involved in the show cattle game will recognize some of those names as well pumped about it heck yeah pumped about it now there's another thing that i think people need to to keep in mind too uh is that our good friends at show cattle connection will also be in denver yes i heard uh, I heard too. I heard too. And and what a better time to go and talk with them about how you can get your sales booked. To you know, everybody's uh, pretty much got their their hand in in the fact that boy, it's sure time to buy some stuff. Yeah. And uh, if you haven't bought yet, there's still some good ones out there. Um, right. And genetic packages. I mean, you name it, they they can sell it. So visit our friends at ShowCattleConnection.com. Get in touch with the people at Denver if you're going to be there and learn how you could be a part of the team. And so obviously, you, if you're going to buy Show Kettle, you better go to showkettleconnection.com too. Yeah. So here's what you do. It's Wednesday the 15th. You get sure. on Expedia or whatever your favorite booking site is. You book a flight, land tomorrow night, wake up the next morning, and go to the Matt Lautner display, listen to that roundtable discussion at noon, and then you can head right over to the Show Cattle Connection booth, book your sale, grab some uh, good conversations with some guys, and uh, get on a flight that next morning. And I think you just uh, made yourself a pretty good weekend. I would say so. Kirk, I'm real pumped up. You and I got some uh, some jackets to hit the slopes. Yes. And uh, we're going to be doing a little bit of that while we're in Denver. Why not? Haven't been skiing probably since I was a freshman in college. So we'll see how that's going to go. Yeah. I would wear a knee brace or something. I'm probably going to have to wrap myself in bubble wrap because I'm a fragile person <laughs> or at least I'm just not made right. I would be like, I say that many times I'll be that bear that breaks down the green drive for sure. If I even make it that far. So, uh, yeah, well, we'll get there. Well, um, 
as I said, uh, we've we've said we're going to be at the Matt Lautner uh, display here Friday, but we have him on the mic to give us a little insight about what he's about and all he's done. So I'm pretty pumped up to have him on here. Um, it's probably not the longest episode we've ever done, but it gets to the point pretty quick and it's packed full of good history. Um, I can just hear some of those guys nodding their head like, ah, I remember those days. So, uh, we are always uh, really happy to have, um, Matt Lautner to, to, to have a conversation with. So, uh, Corey, uh, I don't know that he needs much of an introduction, but I'm pretty pumped that, uh, people can hear the backstory behind the Lautner cattle. Yeah, a lot of history with his bulls pretty much from the inception of Matt Lotter Cattle. And uh, you'd probably be surprised to hear that uh, though Matt had success early on, uh, he didn't quite get started near as early uh, as some of you might think. Mm -hmm. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about a guy that has probably owned more club calf bulls than there's ever been born uh, and, and made it to a club calf bull arena. So, mm -hmm. listen here. We, we talk a lot of history. We talk a lot about the fact that there's young guns out there trying to make it in the mm -hmm. show kettle deal. Talk a little bit about what's going to happen in Denver as well and what to expect. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, welcome to Stock Talk Podcast, Mr. Matt Lautner. Well, we have a legend with us, Corey. I'm pretty pumped up, and uh, let's be honest, I'm pretty pumped up to be in Denver. We have Matt Lautner himself here to tell us a little bit about who he is and what he's done. So to get started, thanks for jumping on with us, uh, Matt. It's been uh, fun to watch your cattle grow. And what I want to know is uh, how'd you get your start and how'd you grow Matt Lautner cattle to what it is today? You bet. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. And, uh, it's a real honor. You guys are got a large following, and I enjoy my time on the road listening to you and, and Ferris Simon's podcast, and uh, look forward to this coming year with all you have to, to bring. So anyways, a little bit about myself. Uh, I was born in central Iowa. Uh, my dad was in the business, but I grew up in town with my mom, and uh, I didn't start showing cattle until I was a sophomore in high school. My uh, first Steer was a $2,500 payback steer, and we uh, kept him in a barn over the summer with a window air conditioner, and uh, the window air conditioner kept it about 10 degrees cooler on the inside than it was on the outside. It wasn't good. Go. Old but school. It worked. So, <laughs> and anyways, got lucky. That steer went on to win the Iowa State Fair in 1998. Wow. From, uh, from that show on, I was kind of hooked on the show cattle business, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. And then... Uh, Growing up in the 90s, I showed in Iowa against people like Kendall Bremer and Sarah Cober and Rob Manning and Wade Rogers, and it's kind of cool now. Our, uh, we're all growing up with families, and our kids are starting to show against each other, and it will be a lot of fun. From 2000 to 2003, I went to school at Iowa State University and was spending a lot of time at shows on the weekend, just enjoyed being there and trying to make the cattle look as good as possible. So in 2003, I started selling cattle with Troy Polyock in Zenda, Wisconsin. We were young, only 21 years old, and we were hungry. We uh, got off to a really good start together. 
at the 2003 American Royal, we had grand champion. And uh, two weeks later in Louisville, we had the champion short horn female with the Stacks and Bob Dewis with a female that went on to be named BJS Cherry. She's done a lot of, a lot of good in the short horn business. Hmm. And a couple of weeks after that, we had grand badger kickoff with a steer from Deeth Olson in Kansas. So we were young and we were proud of our accomplishments. We didn't have any kids, no mortgage. And uh, it was a really fun time in my life. I wouldn't want to do it over, but I'm glad that it happened. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a lot of, I, uh, lot of time on the road. You bet. My first display bull was in 2005. His name was Bleeding Purple. He was a heat wave Angus raised by Nate Ruby in northern Missouri. Nate runs a very successful Simitol operation now in southern Iowa. We took Bleeding Purple to Denver with my buddies, Larry Russell and Ryan Elgin. We stayed at a $26 per night hotel called the Stay Inn. We <laughs> joked it was the Stay Inside. There was a Waffle House right outside the back door, and we uh, spent the whole week there for $186 at that hotel. Hey, can't yeah, be So we were young, energetic, trying to do it on a minimal budget. There you go. Anyways, that bull bleeding purple died, and uh, eleven months eleven months later, he died, and uh, still gets bred to this day on a more conservative basis. So it's kind of cool that fifteen years later, he's still getting some use, hmm. and uh, we have a new son this year called Bleeding Purple Four Nineteen. So give him a look uh, whenever the spring catalog comes out. Heck yeah! My uh, second display bull was. Uh, Another heat wave Angus. His name was Monopoly. I uh, bought that bull from a from a lady in Wisconsin named Chris Gestrich. And I remember from the spring of 2006, the little bull calf had a red ear tag in him, and Chris called him Hot Shot. That bull sold for 39000 on June 1st, 2006. There were three really good bulls in Denver that following winter. I knew that I had a good one, but there was also a $77,000 Jimmy the Greek and a $43,000 Leroy Brown. So anyways, Monopoly came through the fire. I got lucky, and uh, he's made quite a mark on the industry over the last 14 years. I would say. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, in Denver that year, it was really cold. It was below zero. Uh, we actually had to blow the bulls, wash them and blow them up on the hill. Because if you tried to wash them in the outside washer racks in the yards, it was below zero and icicles would form on their ears. Oh, wow. Uh, coming, coming down from the hill on Friday morning of the display, uh, a lady, looked like a city lady, asked me if the little bull that I was leading was one of them new miniature Angus. So that was kind of funny. Monopoly <laughs> got a awkward look from a townie uh, that year. So that's kind of funny. <laughs> My buddy Dusty Rich was kind of on the fence that first year, but he's since become a pretty big fan of that bull monopoly. Mm. I would so, I would say anyway, I would say the entire nation has, <laughs> if yeah, they're raising chest ears anyway. He's had a, a nice run. So, anyways, next the uh, the internet's always been a big part of our business. In the mid two thousands, we had a with Troy, we had a uh, website called LotnerPolyak.com. We worked with Rachel Williams and Ranch House Designs. And then after I went and started my own deal, uh, Matt Lautner Cattle, I worked with Steph Cronin. I uh, always updated my website a little bit more than most folks. And eventually, my wife uh, and Charlie Wilson's girlfriend at the time, Ashley Oliver, 
set up a blog spot called News from the Road. Josh Greiner and I were traveling that spring and we made uh, updates to the blog spot from my phone. The more I posted, the more people seemed to like it. And while it kind of seems normal now that you'd want to uh, post stuff on the internet every day or every other day, in 2009, it was kind of a revolutionary thing that people, ranchers, like to go to my website at least once a day and and uh, check out Show Cattle News. Now, obviously, the Pulse does it at this point, and they do it at a very amazing level. But uh, back then, it was pretty cool that we got it going. So, anyways, farmers always told me they enjoyed looking at their at the site while they were busy planting corn in the spring. So mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. Today, we operate a uh, 100,000-person social media network on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and the blog. It's uh, amazing the change away from print media to social media during my 20-year career. If we had tried to enter the marketplace using strictly print media back then, it wouldn't have worked because we couldn't compete with financial resources from the older generation. <laughs> Okay, we're back again. And still, uh, we know that our technology probably isn't the best right now. All of our equipment is en route to Denver. So give us a break. Okay. Yeah. It's two weeks. It's just two weeks in a row. You got to listen to me make a terrible diesel truck starting up. But if you know what that means, you also know that this segment, not really a segment, this advertisement brought to you by Fleece performance engineering ladies and gentlemen it's cold outside baby it's cold outside yeah so let's let's just upgrade that that diesel truck with some incredible products that our good friends at fleece performance bring to you they are located just west of indianapolis in pittsburgh indiana on i-74 their facility is incredible i don't know if anybody's ever driven by it before but it's awesome it's cold. Your diesel truck needs a tune-up. I know it does. You've been running hard all year. If you ha- if you haven't done anything yet, you should probably go and get things handled over there with their incredible line of products, award-winning customer service, just awesome people there at Fleece Performance. Use promo code STOCKTALK when you're talking to the boys and gals over there. Get 10% off your order. I don't know why people haven't uh, really taken advantage of this yet. You should. I, mean, I think they, I'm sure they have. Mm-hmm. I'm sure people have done it. I we haven't heard anything from it. Chase, but yeah. But you know what? It, it doesn't mean you need to go to the website and put in Stock Talk. Just when you're talking on the phone, hey, heard you out on Stock Talk. They said we get 10% off. If you got any questions, uh, holler at us. We'll help you out. There you go. Anyways, let's get back to the show. Um, through the years, we've had uh, some nice show cattle accomplishments. We sell cattle as our hobby. Our mortgage doesn't depend on how much we can get out of the calves generally. Uh, so anyway, through the years, we've had some, we have had some very nice accomplishments, and I'll tell you about a couple of them. The, uh, in 2015, Dan Snedden from Ogden, Iowa, raised a Monopoly hairy bear steer. They, uh, the Snedden's had bought many show heifers off of us, and they wanted to maybe keep this little red steer as a state fair calf. And if that would have happened, that little steer would have been about 48 inches tall and weighed about 1,250 pounds the following <laughs> summer. 
So we're glad that uh, Bonham and Geyer bought him and uh, went on to win grand champion at the National Western. The other one is uh, Tommy Glover had reserved grand champion at Denver in 2018. That steer was raised by a young farm family in Western Iowa named Tucker Tipkin. The, uh, the Snedden and the Tipkin steers just get me excited and uh, hustling in the spring because it just shows that not all big operations raise all the good ones. Uh, the cool thing about club calves is no other line of genetics can a family breeder compete with national breeders on any given year. We're going to take a brief pause from Matt Lautner's incredible story to bring you Topics from a Hat. Brought to you by Fierce Threads. I'll take this one this time, Corey. I think you do okay. a lot of reads. So Fierce Threads is the place to go for high-quality screen printing and embroidery. Go to fierce-threads.com and put your business on the forefront. Upgrade your apparel today with Fierce Threads. We sure did. And as we, we said sure in the did. intro, you're going to see some awesome stuff. If you make it to the National Western Stock Show this weekend, grab yourself a beanie. We're going to have beanies. Keep those ears warm. Keep those keep those heads warm. Uh, also, you remember those uh, slick-looking ski jackets I told you all about in our intro? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also by Fierce Threads. It's like Everything. a little two-in-one two thing. It's nice. I'm Everything. By Fierce Thumbs Threads. Up. So let's just call this topic from a beanie. Uh, <laughs> I will, uh, I've got my own topic, um, not to cut every, all the good topics we have in our inbox. Um, I'm going to be selfish here and submit my own topic. Corey Edge, I've got a topic for you. Mm. What is your favorite part about the National Western Stock Show? Ugh, that's tough. I, I will say this. In the, the many times that I've been to Denver for the National Western, it, it's it's a little sad that it's over uh, in the yards. Um, looking forward to the future of Denver, but the nostalgia of the yards and all that that brought to Denver and the National Western, um, I would say my favorite part is just the history of that grounds mm-hmm. and and all that it entails, whether that be um, you know the yard bar, the <laughs> the you know the hill in the yards, you know, it's, it's really cool to see, um, just the pins of, of bulls and heifers and it's, yeah. So I would say that's probably my favorite part about Denver is just the nostalgia of the event itself. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So, all right. Flipping it back at you. What's yours? All right. Many, many, many things. Um, so we showed there, uh, at the hog show quite a while ago. I can't remember what year it was. Maybe, uh, seven, 2007 or so. Anyways, um, the hogs are kind of in a basement there with the pillar in the middle of the ring. Um, <laughs> but it's kind of the, a cool part, like you said about the history of that. You just expect that, uh, when you arrive there and, um, there's something about pulling into that complex and waiting in line and smelling the diesel burning and having your hogs on the trailer or your livestock, whatever it is, and just looking over and seeing the Rockies. Mm. And that thin air hits you, the crisp, cool air. You look down the yard, you see that group of cattle, and it's like, we are here. And that is, I'm not even going to have, we're not going to have livestock this time. Uh, we're going to get on a flight tomorrow. I cannot wait to just look out that window and see the Rockies. Um, oh, that view, fun. honestly, is probably one of my favorite parts. Uh, I know there's many, but just, uh, there's always a lot of livestock there. Uh, obviously, cattle. Um, but 
you know, sheep come in right after the hogs and the goats are there. And, uh, I just love the, the atmosphere itself. I know you, you just kind of said that, but I've been there at different times. Uh, when we judged in college, um, you know, you go down to the bull display and see those things. And I mean, just fascinating, uh, the amount of people that come in just for that alone is awesome. Um, so you got the rodeo. I mean, I could go on and on, uh, stock shows is one of my favorites. It's kicks off the year of a major. So, um, yeah, that would be, that'd be my answer. That's probably yeah. a couple answers, but. So I want to pose, I want to pose a question to our cattle friends out there uh, that listen to the show. Um, in your opinion, do you prefer the national Western Kansas city or the North American? Ooh. For, from a cattle show perspective, what I, I, we all know that the North American is like the end all be all of, you know, it's like the last big one uh, of the year as mm-hmm. far as show cattle shows go. But what is, what is your favorite amongst those three? Man. Excluding, yes. excluding your own breed specific junior national. Is it national Western Kansas city or North American? I'd love to know. Yeah. Send us a message. Okay. Okay. Well, that's enough of uh, topics from a hat. We love the guys at Fierce Threads. Make sure you update your apparel if you got a business or if you just want something cool, they can get it done. Let's get back uh, and start talking to our next question with Matt Lautner. The next thing, uh, we do a little bit of cloning at our operation. And sometimes we've cloned Monopoly and No Guts, No Glory and Simplify. People ask me if clones breed the same. And I personally think they breed exactly the same. Uh, we'll have 10 clones to No Guts, No Glory born in the spring of 2020. And the useful thing about cloning is, is you can preserve genetic lines, uh, such as Simplify died last summer, and we were able to clone him, so we'll have some some clones born this coming spring. Um, something that makes our business different from others probably is we had 72 calf sales on the internet last fall. With everyone's hectic schedule, multiple online sales works well for us. We try to get crystal clear videos and post them on the internet. Uh, just seems the way to do it in the year 2020. From 2015 to 2019, <coughs> we worked with Rick Fry from SC, and uh, we think about him often. He was kind of a guy that we could bounce ideas off of. <coughs> Excuse me. We now work with Brad Otto, and uh, he's doing us a really good job as well. The the funnest part of owning Matt Lautner cattle is working with breeders and trying to raise that next national-level show champion all the way down to that county fair-level show champion. My team uh, consists of my wife and two people that help us at the office in the show barn, and uh, we ship and sell semen to 48 states year-round. And then we also have a Matt Lautner Cattle Canada uh, part of our business. Curtis Reed from Saskatchewan runs that. And I make a yearly trip to Saskatchewan to visit our Canadian breeders. Um, we also have a interns from time to time at Matt Lautner Cattle. We take on several college age interns. We uh, encourage those interested to reach out via social media about possible internship positions. Uh, just a little finishing up here, just a little bit about my family. 
We have three kids, ages seven, four, and two. Their names are Maddie, Michael, and Mac. We've been, uh, me and Michelle have been married for a long time, and we sure enjoy it since 2012. Uh, in the summer of 2019, little Maddie got her first chance to show a calf, and uh, it was really rewarding, and we sure liked it a bunch. We were thinking with the minimum age at Arizona National that we'll uh, get Maddie a calf for that show here coming up pretty quick. And uh, now during Denver, we'll have six bulls raised by Kendall Bremer, Brian Gottemiller, Wayne Metzger, Oakley Kirshner, and Joe Sullivan. And, next, and this Friday, we will also host a genetic event, Friday Night in the Rockies on SC, with three live lots and multiple genetic lots selling. So in conclusion, I just I wrote down five of my favorite podcasts of all time, and you guys do an awesome job, and I would like to share them real quickly. I uh, I enjoyed the Rick Prop Shootside podcast last fall uh, before Rick passed. I also really enjoyed the Ryan Rash and Brandon Callis uh, judging interviews that you guys did. There was a nutrition interview on Shootside with John DeClerc. That was uh, really interesting to me. And then my favorite podcast of all time was definitely Brad Hook on Doc Talk. A truly entertaining interview, and I appreciate you guys for putting that out. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt that that was uh we uh we enjoyed that one to death. Actually, I I go back and listen to it several times myself. So, oh my, what an intro, Corey. Yeah, that's uh yeah. incredible. Um I mean, Brad can entertain a fly on the wall if he needed to. Uh awesome yeah. guy. So, so yeah, thanks for sharing some history, Matt, uh of Matt Lautner Cattle and and all things that you guys do, what makes your business unique, uh things of that nature. Um I think really what some people I think would love to hear on the show, um, something that, that you have taken a lot of stock and a lot of pride in is, is your marketing um, and, and how you develop those relationships with breeders uh, across the country. And Well, that kind of segues nicely into a segment we like to call Ooh, Social Smash. Brought to you by Brad Hal Ford. That was pretty good, Trev. I'm not not real mad about it. <laughs> Brought to you by Brad Halford, located in Kokomo, Indiana. Ladies and gentlemen, we talked about uh, you know getting on the road here um, and heading to Denver. If you're heading to Denver and you get you, your truck's giving you some trouble, when you get back, just go to Kokomo, Indiana, buy yourself a new one, get the trade in done. They will work with you. They're incredible people there, and I tell you what, we are pumped up for the future of stock talk podcast in our relationship with Brad Halford. Great guys to work with. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do a little different version of social smash this week. If you wouldn't mind, just kind of describe a little bit of, of how um, this shift from print marketing to social media has impacted your business and maybe some of some best practices that, that, uh, that you do. Sure. I mean, I guess uh, started off with just simply posting a calf picture or two for, for uh, people that we work with and uh, kind of went on to posting show winners. And I mean, initially it was a way to get people's uh, name out there to the public, always listed their phone number, just trying to help them get cattle sold. And I guess, you know, uh, an anthill turned into a mountain. It just seems like uh, I didn't know it at the time, but we were, we were all just kind of getting into the social media age and it's, it's been a lot of fun all the way since. Uh -huh. Cool. Yeah, we uh 
I think the the thing that I like uh, about your your social media stuff the most is is the fact that you do highlight those breeders specifically where they're from, who their family is, just so people get to know them maybe uh, that wouldn't otherwise. And and I think you've developed a platform for those those other breeders to get their names out there. So uh, pretty neat thing too. Um, Trevor, I think I think one of the one of the coolest questions um, that we that we have for our interview ease, I guess, is, um, you know, talking about the history and we love, we love the history of, of this business. And, and obviously you're a guy that's been involved in the, the club calf business, uh, pretty much since its inception of uh, nationwide popularity. And, uh, one of the things that I thought was interesting too, is, is your bulls have been successful in both, um, the slick cattle arena, um, you know, down South and, and obviously the haired cattle as well. Um, what kind of um, kind of cool things that have you seen over the years that um, has helped impact your business too? From the, you know, those are two totally different kinds of markets, but seems like uh, some of your bulls have worked on on both both ends of that spectrum. Yeah, well, I enjoy that southern market. Uh, Brandon Horn's definitely in the lead. They're, his bulls are doing a great job down there. Actually, made my first trip down to Texas this past fall, and uh, just was a really good fact finding trip to uh, just learn about it and uh, learn the styles that they like down there. So while we have had a little bit of success, I, I look forward to growing that market and uh, see where it takes us. Yeah. I always, uh, I always love looking at those slicks because to me, it's like looking at big Barris because you can get underneath that hair and see them. I mean, coming from a pig guy, man, those things are absolutely impressive. And so are the haired ones. I mean, that's kind of what I've uh, seen up here in the Midwest, but it's fascinating. That's the, that the way that they're marketed differently, but both are, are just good stock. So one of the other questions that we wanted to, to bring to your attention, Matt, is, you know, there are so many young kids out there who are enthusiastic about the show calf business and, and just raising cattle in general. So what advice would you give to those kids listening that want to be a Matt Lautner one day and maybe raise some bulls of their own? What do you give that kid uh, in terms of advice to be the next big show cattle producer? Yeah, I would say uh, there's no secret sauce. You just got to put your head down and work hard, build relationships. And uh, that's probably the funnest part about my business is uh, just from year to year, you get to go back and you get to see people and uh, get get updates on how their calves are coming along and the genetic improvement they're making. So, uh, I mean, I guess the most important thing to any business is building those relationships and uh, just making them work long-term. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, uh, you talked about, you know, you uh, hitting hitting the streets pretty hard as a young 20-something and, and uh, traveling the country. I think a lot of people, a lot of people look at, at folks like, um, you know, that we've had on this show before and they're like, man, how did they get there? And they want to, they want to do it. And they maybe sometimes don't understand the hard work that it takes to get there. And so hearing, hearing stories like yours and others, I think is a good motivator for, for those that really have a passion for it too. Um, so we'll finish up here, Matt, with, with a new question for 2020. And I know you've listened to quite a few of our episodes and we typically ask, where do you see the, the show stock industry in five years? Well, we've kind of modified that question a little bit for 2020 just to get a little different perspective. Um, and that 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 question now is, uh, what are some of the biggest lessons you've learned in the livestock business? 
That's a good question. Uh, I guess uh, the older I get, the, the more my family grows. It truly all goes back to family, I guess. Um, really excited to see Maddie hit the show ring. And uh, I guess, yeah, I would say the, the biggest thing I've learned in the end, family is the most important thing. And uh, just so proud and fortunate that the, uh, the family that I've built is just so special to me. And can't wait for what the future holds. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. Well, I know it's an extremely busy time of year. We're getting ready to, to head to Denver and uh, be at the bull display there. We are extremely excited uh, that you're giving us the opportunity to uh, host a little roundtable live event there at your display. So really looking forward to that. And Matt, thanks for taking time out of that schedule to just open up your book and let people in on the, what Matt Lochner Cattle has to offer. You bet. We'll see you guys on Friday. We invite everybody in the public to come at uh, 12 noon we're going to be doing some giveaways and uh, look forward to uh, visiting some more with you folks you dang right we will be in denver we've said it multiple times in this episode uh you heard it from matt check us out at 12 noon in the bull display at matt lautner cattle it's going to be exciting times and if you've made it this far in the episode you also know that if you come by and just mention that you heard that we're going to be there on this episode, we'll give you a beanie. Heck yeah. I'm going to give you a beanie anyway, probably. Limited supply because we have to do it on a carry-on. <laughs> so yeah. it's not like we have a trailer going out there. Our stuff's already headed there, obviously. You, you have to hear our technical difficulties. However, um, we'll do what we can with the limited supply that we're going to bring. Mm-hmm. And I'm super pumped. Can't wait to get back on the, in the yards. So um, give us a five-star review. That really helps us out. Uh, give us a little review or some tips or whatever you want to hear from your topics continue to pour in. Although this week uh, we kind of did our own. Uh, we see a bunch of them. Uh, we have a long list of guests that we're going to get on here that people are dying to hear from. We're going to get there. We promise. So really looking forward to 2020. Um, got a lot of things cooking and within the next couple of days, I'm going to assume we're going to hear a lot more and tell these people what we've been mentioning for months now and I'm pumped months. about it. Follow us on social media, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We are all over the place, and you're probably going to see uh, some fun videos on our way out to Denver or when we get there or on our way back. Who knows? So hmm. uh, I'm pumped about it. Corey, um, this was a good one. I really enjoyed talking to Matt, and um, I'm really looking forward to our roundtable out there in the yards. I am as well. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it from Trev. We'd love y'all before. We love y'all then. We love y'all now. Come see us in Denver. Follow along with us. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another edition of Stopping.